Let's go. Welcome to 30 Minutes or Less, the show that gets you in and out in under 30 minutes each and every time. Today is the first time. Episode number one, Yummy Mummy. Is that a bad title? Yes. Could I change it? Yes. Am I going to change it? No. But it will make sense soon. In the show notes, you can find our link tree with all of our links for stuff related to the show you know what link tree is you know how it works go in there look at it whatever tell your friends tell your family i don't know how i'm going to promote this show uh so let's start with that let's start with uh putting all of the uh, pressure on you for spreading the word so let's see how that goes if you have any feedback on the show what you like what you don't topics whatever uh feel free feel free to let me know And without further ado, let's start the show. We're burning valuable time. So we're just finishing uh, October. Uh, We're in the early days of November. I wanted to get a show out last week. Uh, That didn't happen. Uh, Unfortunately, a family member uh, is tremendously sick. Um, So it's been a a rough week. So uh, I guess guess this is a good... good, uh, diversion and uh, distraction but I wanted to talk about some movies that I saw uh, in October that were new to me my first watches Um, so the new to me flicks that stuck out uh, in October uh, one of them was beaten to death Uh, really enjoyed it Um, I would recommend beaten to death a great Australian horror movie um video violence was i believe a 1987 film uh to say the production uh quality was like low would be an understatement um it sounds odd but there was something almost charming about it uh but i i really enjoyed it uh no one will save you uh was an interesting uh, movie it wasn't like one of the best uh movies i saw but a very little dialogue uh, and uh, I did enjoy it, but I'm also uh, a sucker for an alien movie. Uh, VHS 85, I did enjoy uh, that new entry in the series. Uh, I went to the theater to see Saw X. Uh, I haven't been excited or really enjoyed a Saw movie in a while. Uh, the overall aesthetic of Saw and the uh, bizarre plot lines, not really into in general. I enjoy them for their traps, but as far as like a movie overall, uh, but Saw X, I actually enjoyed. It was a breath of fresh air into the series. Uh, we got more of um, of uh, Jigsaw, and uh, I enjoyed it. So more Kramer uh, seems to be uh, what they should have been doing all along, but I don't think that that's very uh, insightful for me to say. I think that's very obvious, but it was a, just a nice change of scenery. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Recommend Saw X. The Church, uh, I, think, I think it was a 1989 movie that Argento, I don't think he directed. I think he wrote or produced it. I'm not looking it up. Anyway, enjoyed the church. That was the first time. Winnie the Pooh. A lot of people shit on this movie. I enjoyed Winnie the Pooh for all of its flaws. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to critique the movie too much, but uh, um, I would have given Christopher Robin some more screen time. And there was something about the mask. I guess it's not a mask because he's like a halfling or whatever. Uh, but it, it didn't quite balance between the, uh, you know, the icon that Winnie Pooh is like that look and reality. So they didn't, 
they didn't balance that. I don't know that there is a perfect way to do it, but it felt off the mark for me. Uh, the main group of, you know, people that, you know, he was killing were very forgettable. I wasn't crazy about them. And, uh, I watched When Evil Lurks and that movie is fucking phenomenal. Love, love, love that movie. When Evil Lurks, can't recommend it enough. Go out and watch it. Those are the movies I watched in October, uh, that were, uh, first time watches for me, uh, that stuck out, uh, enough that I wrote them down to mention them on the show. Uh, if you have any, uh, that you saw recently, uh, why don't you pop over in the Discord and tell me about it? All right. So let's get on with the show. This is uh, Yummy Mummy and uh, just shows you, you know, the food that white people uh, will eat, unfortunately. As a white person, you know, I I can't deny uh, that sometimes we make uh, very poor decisions about what we put in our bodies. But let's talk about it. Uh, routinely, I will go to the Stupid Food subreddit. I'll be angry, I'll be entertained. But recently I watched someone make mac and cheese in a fucking sink. Double sink, so the left sink, that's where the dirty dishes go, obviously. The right sink, that's where you make food, I guess. Anyway, they took all their ingredients and they dumped it all in the sink and mixed it up with a big spoon. And you know what they did next? They put it in a goddamn casserole dish that they could have used to begin with made me furious and then I started wondering is this rage bait did I fall for it anyway we should also mention it's that time of the year where the common cold is going around there's RSV the flu Rona monkeypox are we still doing monkeypox anyway to make matters worse when you get sick there's frequently shortages in medication uh, making it even harder to find relief. Imagine living in the Middle Ages. How would you find relief for what ails you? Well, let me let you in on a little secret. You could ingest Egyptian mummies. Of course. And that's what we're briefly discussing on the first ever episode. And that's why it's called Yummy Mummy. So, Mamiya or Mumia, if I'm pronouncing either of those correct, uh, but let's say mummies. Uh, mummies were thought to be an effective remedy for many conditions, because why not? And when I say many, uh, basically any and all medical issues uh, it could be used for, and of course, as an aphrodisiac. Around the 12th century, there was a period of lucrative trade between Egypt and Europe. They were buying and selling mummies, and when Egypt eventually banned the shipment of mummies in the 16th century, nefarious European pharmacists pivoted to selling knockoff mummies prepared by embalming and desiccating fresh corpses. During the Renaissance, scholars proved that it was definitely a mistake and doctors stopped prescribing cannibalism. Uh, what had happened was there was like a mistranslation uh, and people just went with it and started uh, eating mummies. Now in the book Mummies, Cannibals, and Vampires, the history of corpse medicine from the Renaissance to the Victorians, it's revealed that for several hundred years, peaking in the 16th and 17th centuries, many Europeans, including royalty, priests, scientists, they all routinely ingested remedies containing human bones, uh, 
blood, fat, all is medicine for everything from headaches to epilepsy. Here's a quick and uh, incomplete list. So mummies were eaten uh, as a blood thinner. Uh, it was said that mummy resolves coagulated blood as a painkiller, said to be effectual in purging the head against pains of the spleen, as a cough suppressant, effectual against a cough, as an anti-inflammatory, effectual against inflation of the body, a menstrual aid, effectual against obstructions of the menses, a means of promoting wound healing, of service for consolidating wounds. Now, of course, a cadaver skin was used for difficult labors and hysteric affectations. Now, you just need some fat to ease pain and mollify the hardness of scars. Bones were treated, I'm sorry, bones were used to treat mucus buildup and diarrhea. And here's the the best, the best one, a skull. You would grind up a skull for headaches. Now, if that skull had moss growing on the skull, it was very valuable. It was a huge bonus. That moss was called a snea, and that would also be crushed up, and it was thought to help cure nosebleeds and epilepsy. To make all of these medicines go down, they would grind up different mummy parts and combine them with honey, chocolate, or alcohol, and ingest the concoction. Now, in the 1560s, there was a royal doctor, uh, Guy de la Fontaine. Uh, he had his doubts that mummia was a useful medicine. Uh, he saw fake mummies made from dead peasants in Alexandria. Um, so he realized that uh, they weren't always consuming genuine ancient mummies. But there was a constant demand for dead flesh uh, to be used in medicine. So the supply of actual, uh, authentic Egyptian mummies couldn't meet the demand. And they, you could still buy mummy medicines uh, into the 18th uh, centuries. Um, some people thought that uh, they had, a, you know, that eating mummies you know, it was not the right idea, which they were right. Uh, but they also believed that you, you needed like recently dead, uh, meat and blood, uh, because <clears throat> that had a certain freshness that I, I guess that a mummy didn't have. So England's King Charles II, he thought that, um, he thought that you needed uh, newer, newer corpses uh, for medicine. So he took medicine made from human skulls. Uh, he had a seizure. I'm not sure if he had a bunch of seizures, but after having a seizure, uh, he, he had uh, human skull uh, medicine or medicine made from human skulls. Um, and until 1909, uh, some doctors were still using human skulls to to treat neurological conditions. So was it was usually the royals and the social elite, um, I think, who ate most of the mummies. Uh, you could buy it at like apothecaries and uh, pharmacists. I guess that would be a pharmacist back in the day. Uh, so, but it was more commonly, I think, uh, 
consumed by by the higher classes when they stopped eating mummies uh, they started using mummies for entertainment they would have unwrapping parties where they would take an Egyptian corpse and they would unwrap it uh, for entertainment at private parties so after Napoleon had gone to Egypt that kind of opened uh, the market uh, for whole mummies uh, to be brought uh, to Europe uh, after they were bought in the street uh, in Egypt so the Victorians would hold private parties and they would get drunk and have a good time and you know unwrap a mummy you know because it's Saturday night and sometimes they would I guess pretend uh, that it was you know scientific in some way and that's how they they positioned it uh, with booze of course and there was one in the 1830s at the Royal College of Surgeons um, where they would have like autopsies and operations um, they would you know they unwrapped a mummy you know for science there I guess which I guess is uh, a bit more uh, acceptable and eventually there was just no there was no pretending that there was anything medical about it and they just went to you know entertaining you know a house party with uh, you know if you were rich enough to to uh, unwrap a mummy they also used uh, paint uh, sorry mummies in paint uh, it was called mummy brown and it was popular uh, with artists in the 17th through 19th century so they would grind up some mummies and it would tint uh, an oil paint and it was the paint of choice for depicting shadows and glass uh, on canvas and Europeans didn't invent medical cannibalism of course the ancient Romans thought that blood drunk hot from a gladiator's wounds would cure epilepsy most gladiators were slaves and the notion of drinking their blood emphasizes the wide social divide so those without citizens rights provided both gruesome entertainment in the arena and uh, a medicinal ingredient that would otherwise be off limits and again there's of course lots of uh, lots of uh, hypocrisy just like how you know the Europeans would colonize far-off places and depict them as savages and cannibals uh, when in fact they were uh, eating corpses all the time uh, for medicinal purposes shocker shocker that there there might be some there might be some hypocrisy in there um, I know I saw a mummy at the Louvre in 2018 and it was under glass uh, but it was very strange um, just because you just you're just standing next to next to a mummy it was interesting uh, but it's very strange to uh, like I didn't have the urge to unwrap it I guess uh, I guess I just appreciated the, the way that it was uh, I didn't I didn't want to eat it at any point uh, I wasn't interested in that it does remind me though when they had uh, when I say recently it could have been 10 years ago they had uh, opened the sarcophagus and inside there was like this red 
rusty-looking liquid. And people uh, started a um, people started a petition to drink to drink the 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 fluid in the sarcophagus, which apparently was likely just like uh, you know just wet, rot, and sewage or something. Uh, didn't look good. Anyway, if someone did want to drink it, uh, I say let them. Not a good idea, but uh, I'd I'd watch someone do that, and then I'd be curious to see what happened afterwards. Uh, so maybe that's just something in us, uh, this, you know, archaeological discovery. They're opening a, a sarcophagus and someone said, hey, real quick, let me drink that. Um, maybe that's just something that's that's in our in our DNA that we need to, you know, we're just compelled to consume, uh, you know, people that have been dead for, you know, thousands of years. Who knows? And the idea I had for making this show was. Uh, my kids, uh, my kids turned four in July. So someone was talking about uh, alternative medicines, and I mentioned uh, mummies were a alternative medicine. Actually, I don't even know if they'd be alternative. They seemed quite accepted at the time. So people just didn't believe that people ate mummies. So I assured them that it in fact was true, and uh, people just started googling furiously and saw that that I was correct and it was nice because my 83 year old grandmother was there and she got to see her grandson uh, school school all of those people there who lived in a world that didn't know that that existed so that's fun that's a fun story and that's probably all that I'll say about uh, eating mummies a couple things I've noticed from this episode I haven't put out a podcast <clears throat> in a while, and I noticed that I said um a lot today, so I'm going to have to work on that. And I guess we can end with, I thought maybe something I always think about is uh, how we have bad ideas. Like we know they're bad ideas, uh, but we don't get rid of them. I don't necessarily get rid of them. So since I was a kid and I grew up in the 80s, I loved bad guys. I don't like real bad guys. But in, you know, popular media, bad guys always had the best weapons, the best plans, the best vehicles, the best color schemes, just the better design all around. So growing up, I mean, Skeletor would be my probably number one favorite villain. But growing up, I kind of wished that, like the cartoons and movies that I grew up on, that we had some kind of comical bad guy organizations Uh, I mean terrorists but ones that weren't effective in any way so I would like there to be a real life cobra where you just turn on the news someday and you would see like a cobra commander you know threatening you know the masses and trying to make a cobra coast now I wouldn't want them to succeed but I would want them to try And it sounds weird as the words leave my lips, but that's something where I was like, well, that's a bad idea because you wouldn't want the possibility of anyone getting hurt. So I don't know if that would be, I would, I want a effective, non-effective terrorist group to exist, uh, to follow and kind of be like a, a fan for just like for their antics and their, their bad dialogue and their 
their weapons and their vehicles and their logos, because those things were always better uh, from the bad guys. Maybe that says something about me. I don't know. So that's my bad idea. Maybe that'll be a segment at the end of every show. I will share a bad idea that I have or that I hold true. And, you know, there's a lot of them, and I'd, I'd love to explain them all to you uh, over the coming shows. So you can find uh, the information on the show in the show notes in our link tree. Uh, you can reach out on Discord. I'll have a button for email there for the YouTube so you can watch just a picture of... Um, of the logo right now the show's logo uh, it's called 30 minutes or less so i have a pair of headphones on a on a on a box of pizza and um that was my phone buzzing it was very professional nothing but a professional operation here so we have uh an ai picture because i'm not i'm not an artist so i just uh put uh with uh ai I used uh, I used some prompts like uh, pizza and headphones, and that's what it came up with. So over on the YouTube anyway, it'll just be a picture of that. Maybe someday down the road I'll do video versions of these. Maybe that would be fun. Maybe that wouldn't be fun at all. We'll find out together. So thanks for listening. This is definitely coming in under 30 minutes, so I've, uh, I've succeeded in putting a, uh, a show out in under 30 minutes. So look at me. I'm off to the races. Thank you all for listening. Share with friends. Uh, reach out uh, however you'd like to. I'm not going to be very active on Twitter. Uh, maybe I'll post there. Maybe I won't. I don't know. So check out the YouTube, whatever. However you want to listen to this. You do you. And it's currently not set up on Apple Podcasts because I can't figure out how to add it to Apple Podcasts uh, because it won't let me create an Apple ID. And I've been through the process a million times. And I'm not getting anywhere with that. So currently not aware of how many different locations you can find this podcast, but that is something I will continue to work at. And maybe by the time you start listening to the show, I'm like 20 episodes in and you can binge it. Who knows? And I don't have a a sign-off phrase yet, so I'll have to work on that. So I guess I will say, don't waste a day when the night brings a hearse.